Hey, Brooligans. I just want to say, man, I hope that this finds all of you in good health and hopeful spirits. Dread Fright and Brew here, getting behind a really cool thing, Hope for Horror, support of independent cinemas. So with this in mind, man, we were reached out to by the great guys at Horror Movie Talk Podcast and our really good friends at Scariest Thing Podcast, and they've said, hey, you guys want to join us in looking forward to the impact on what this social distancing has done? We couldn't be more proud than to join them uh, and all of you, our Pacific Northwest horror community, in finding a way to really help out local independent cinemas and theaters. It's one of those things where if you're thinking about going and seeing a movie and you're like, oh man, I wish I could right now. Well, you can. Man, jump on the interwebs, get a gift certificate, and you know, set yourself a later date to go see something that you're really going to love down the road keep their spirits alive, help keep their motivation going so that when those doors are open, we are there ready to walk right in. The Scariest Things podcast, they've been hard at work on an expanding list of independent cinemas around the country which support the horror genre and give back to the fans in the way of curated picks and horror festivals. So, you know, they're wanting your feedback. We're wanting your feedback. You know, we want to hear about the local cinemas that mean something special to you and your community. Please reach out to them at info at scariestthings.com to suggest a cinema that needs saving near you. And of course, we would love to hear from you too at dreadfrightandbrew.com. Please come together, show your support. Uh, you know, let's bring some hope for horror. So from all of us here at Dread Fright and Brew, be safe, be sane, man. Peace. point you got to just disconnect yourself and say hey any given day any given second you can throw a dart at the world and some shit some terrible terrible shit is going on yeah therefore we have to stop living no at least uh oh uh oh it's phone my phone was being a psycho i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. It's like mine's on airplane mode, so we're not doing nothing. We start talking we about this virus nothing. thing, and then our, we, our air, airwaves go dead. And oh, no. <laughs> but no, so we have to still. Soldier on, life life happens. We're going to do sure. some, some podcasts regardless of what's going on in the world. This well, just happens to line up a little bit. Horror has kind of always come right after uh, world events. So whatever world events going on, whether it's a war or terrorism or, you know, shitty political stuff or whatever, there's always a wave of horror right after that's riffing on it or inspired by it or... Well, Jesus Christ, by that account, then, the wave of comic book movies is over and we're going to see nothing but 20 years of horror movies now. Okay. <laughs> as long as, horror movies. as long as some of them are um, comic book horror movies. Could be. They still I'm looking been... forward to the new mutants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Should it ever 
be a the, thing. And what's the other one? The new Doctor Strange they're saying is going to yeah. be very horror. Uh, That's not until next year, though. Yeah. New Mutants supposed to come out this year. I think. Yeah, and last year, year and the year before. So. Well, I hope they, they still go. I still hope they 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 at least put into the library more rated R comic book movies. Sure. Uh, I think they're they're doing a really good job there. I would love to see. So the so the application they did with the Joker here mm-hmm. with the old Joaquin Phoenix was really brilliant, and I think that if they told the story of superhero villains in that treatment oh my god it'd be incredible like let's say hey fuck the heroes now we're done Mm -hmm. with them motherfuckers we're gonna talk about the villains take mr freeze for instance you do a mr freeze and you put that dramatic you know yeah because his backstory is tragic tragic terrible but also very identifiable and yeah i mean that'd be great let's see a a series of of but do you think if they did like three or four of those then that would just be beaten to death and like i mean mean, it's a challenge for sure but it's got to be better than trying to you know, bring Tom Cruise into Dark Universe again. And or let that uh, stupid Twilight kid play Batman. Uh, yeah. I just think that it would be an interesting... Yeah. Never thought I'd wish for Ben Affleck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> can we just actually let Warren Beatty be Batman? Yes. We can spray him with glitter. I don't That's even right. care. Yeah, whatever. Because they're trying, you know, with Brightburn. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Birds of Prey's got an R rating. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's getting mixed reviews. But, yeah, I just think that that, that could be a cool direction is Birds Dark. of Prey getting mixed reviews? It is. It really or is. Really? Just, just, I have just not everybody seen... hate it. No. So it like not. mixed as in like dumpster fire versus pile of garbage? <laughs> no, that man. That might ignite? I can't speak to it. I, I, think, haven't, no, I haven't seen it yet. I, I think my, my, my finger's on the pulse a little bit more than you guys on this one. And it's a, it's coming across for a lot of people. It's just as good solid eight out of ten. What? Where at? Because okay, I've, I've, never I've seen probably it. Yes. read about mm-hmm. 40 to 50, honestly, yeah. stories on it that just come across my thing. And it has been like two or below on every single one. Yeah, I'm seeing and it. anybody in the I comments that's like, I kind of enjoyed it, they are fucking roasting. I feel like it's this so is when we tried to trick Lee and we tried to tell him that the Black Christmas remake was worth going and seeing. It is that. That's what he's doing. <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> it's the exact same. Absolutely no. what he's doing right now. It's the exact same people that. It's a trap! Like <laughs> the Ghostbusters remake. It's them, the same ones. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm slowly very... but surely coming around to the whole like, watch what you want, like what you want. But at least on this podcast, we're going to give you our opinion. Mm-hmm. We're not going to sugarcoat it, whatever. It doesn't look very good. Did you just get excited when you realized it was a dark beer? I did. You didn't read the can I didn't there, read did the you? Can. I was expecting <laughs> to see some yellow hazy shit or something come out. You Shut like up, you hazy. like the hazies, you weirdo. Don't even. You tolerate hazies way more than I do. That's what I do, yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about this movie we're going to do, and then we'll get into the beer that we paired yeah, with. Yeah, I just mm. needed alcohol. So. Fair enough. <laughs> so we're doing uh, 28 Days Later. How many days? 28. 28 um, yeah. It's a leap year, so 29. Like four weeks worth. <laughs> <laughs> like February. Basically. Excellent. Yeah, uh, thus all the talk about virus and, and all those things, and also thus that, you know, when you clicked this episode, it said episode, you know, whatever. Yeah, you probably knew before we later. started talking. Yeah. You probably it's, knew I've, the beer, too. I've often wondered, like, why do we intro this shit? It's right there in the title of the thing, but whatever. Well, because sometimes when you're podcasting on your phone and shit like that, you accidentally click on the wrong fucking episode. True. Well, also, you have to I get guess... like 10 minutes in to realize that, oh, fuck, this wasn't the one I was trying to listen to. Oh, you might have to do that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, that'll still happen. But but uh, I um, 
I also will listen to a podcast and just listen to episode after episode after. So yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't episode. know how many people could do that with our episodes because, like, you know, half a day would go by and they get through like two episodes. Well, yeah, <laughs> or half an episode goes by and they've gotten through enough. True. So they're like, oh my god, they're still talking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so twenty eight days later, and so what beer have we paired with that? This is Browridge West after people. I just didn't want to say Browridge. So I Browridge. <laughs> Browridge. That's a tough, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a yeah. tough one. This is actually a collab with Humble Sea as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both Cali breweries. Um, Browridge West just in the last probably, what, six, eight months started distributing up into Oregon. Maybe a year at most. Yeah, about that. Um, yeah. And we get small batches of their stuff. They do some really cool beers. Uh, they do some Belgian style stuff. They do IPAs, hazies, not hazies. I've had all kinds of crazy dark beers from them, which this is um, a milk stout with cocoa nibs, vanilla, lactose, malted barley, flaked oats, and raw spilt. It's a clearance beer, too. It is not a clearance beer. So Lee is a pleb. (laughs) Shit. It's got a red sticker on it, man. It has the coveted John's Market sticker. Stop calling that a clearance sticker. Yeah, go to that's, John's Market. Yeah, do. That's uh, a badge yes. of honor on a beer. It is. Shut yes, up. It, is. it truly is. That's I've why I called it out. I've been there since they just remodeled. They remodeled the whole front of the place. It was happening it last time we were there. Yeah, I'm going like, tomorrow. It oh, it doesn't look all yeah, new and shiny now, does it? Because that's, that's... I think they're just fixing up the entrance and exit. I think they were just making sure shit wasn't more. falling down. Yeah. That's also true. They've been there forever. Yeah, because part of the beauty of that place is going there and going, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Browridge has been around for about a decade uh, down in San Pedro, California. And then just four years or so ago, they opened up an L.A. uh, location. And then Humble Seas Santa Cruz? Yeah. I I just looked it up, too, and I was like, crap. Because I was like, shit, we're in California? Okay. I think they started about the same time. They did. They've been around a bit. It's funny because I've had more from... Browerage West than I have from Humble Sea. Hmm. Well, see, Humble Sea used to be distributed regularly in Oregon, like their six packs and things like that. When I first started becoming a buyer for Market of Choice, they were still around. Okay. But they were kind of already on their way out of the market a little bit. They just weren't sustaining very well. Well, they also um, started as a one barrel system yeah. of three home brewers. So I think they spent a longer time smaller. Yeah. Then maybe Browridge did. But they were, I mean, they were distributing six packs and stuff like that. It was just, it, it was still a time where it was tough for smaller Cali breweries to survive in the Oregon market. Okay. In six pack land. Because they were doing kind of some old school styles. Like they did like a brown and kind of an IPA, but it was a little on the maltier side. So they, they just weren't quite with the trends of what people knew California beers to be. Yeah, so big, like big they, corporations they, they weren't going to invest in them. I was just going to say they weren't quite keeping up with the styles of things like Stone and Lagunitas, the other bigger California yeah. breweries. It seems like the big ones that were in Cali stayed right on trend. Yeah. And all the little And guys these kinda... guys were just kind of floating in this little realm. They're yeah. rocking out some cool beers now. We just don't see them up in Oregon, really. Sure. Um, and the only reason we get Browridge West up here is it's one of the ones that day one goes and... Yeah. Thanks for having steals and snakes up here and does whatever he does which is amazing. um let's talk about the, their yeah as you yeah. said we well, have to talk about their and labels he brings up, uh, and he brings up humble sea also yeah he does from time to time he does just not as i feel like not as often yeah 
Um, but one of the really cool things about Broward West is I am in love with their labels. Their cans, yeah. if you've never seen one, it's kind of hard to explain, but their label is made up of a series of small stickers. And they're usually cut into shapes. So, like, this particular one is a bunch of butterflies, mm-hmm. like, stacked on top of each other to make a larger picture. Yeah, but the but the picture goes across all of them, mm-hmm. and it's a very detailed, awesome picture every time. And the yeah. stickers are always, like, completely haphazard. Yeah, I don't know it works. how they make this work. I feel like this would be a nightmare and I was just have to label to these. See it. I was like, it's ah. super unique. I haven't seen but anything like this from anybody else. It's the coolest else. thing ever, and I and love it. And when you're it. looking at a shelf, you are like, oh, that's from Briar's West. Yeah, even, like, yeah. Boom. And it always makes you look at it because you're like, what the hell is that? That's the sound of one peeling off a butterfly. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, because it almost looks like it's die stamped and then yeah. screen printed on top of. Yeah. But. I think they probably but they're all individual. They're all individually completely colored underneath. They've all got to have a very complex register mark system. So, yeah, I don't know what witchcraft goes on as far as their labeling system goes. Not only is the artwork amazing, but then taking it to that die stamp (laughs) individual sticker um, thing. Juan's making the butterfly fly right now. Um. It's incredible. (laughs) When this uh, episode hits, I'll put up some, like, close-up kind of better shots yeah. of these so people I think I have some it. of their other cans too just because I have I'm another one so... right here that oh I'm yeah that's right later. and the label of this one's exactly the same it's just circles just and different size circles God, and there's some of them that have circles. like a ton of different shapes and crazy mm-hmm. stuff yeah See. I know, right? <laughs> We've now entered the I like stickers oh, phase of the that. podcast yeah there you go yeah put your stickers on everybody Right there, under my glass, man. Very nice. Better hope it comes off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not his glass. It's Aaron's glass. Hey. hey. So, yeah, so underneath the sticker that I pulled off, it's which the sticker I pulled off said people, mm-hmm. and underneath it was still in the exact same spot. Another people sticker on another people. sticker, but the wow. sticker was offset. So the label is on every layer of stickers, but the stickers are all completely, like you said, offset. Yeah. And then yeah. they just slap multiple layers. Still, it's so crazy. But yeah, you can see like this one doesn't quite line up perfectly. If you're gonna but it's like crazy. dedicate yourself to an awesome label, this is how you do that. It's oh, yeah. really, really cool. But yeah, no, so two really good breweries and yeah, made a rad beer. This is just, I mean, it's it's a milk stout. It's what a milk stout should be. It's not it's, a bunch of weird extra dumb stuff. Sure, and I don't always like the sweetness. Of yeah, a, I like of that this one's stout. got some good roasty character. It's not yeah. overly sweet. They didn't overdo it with the lactose, which it's makes me happy. Very, very good balance for it. Cuz yeah, you're right. A lot of the a lot of the milk stouts can be really sweet and then also they can be kind of thin. Um oh, yeah. but this one still has a good this kind of good. nice mouthfeel, little yeah, roastier. Really yeah. So, so why the, after people I mean, that's a great name for the movie. Have we told them what the name of the beer was yet? I don't even know if we've got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. After, yeah. People. After People. So, do well. We, do we know? 28. Oh, why the beer's named that? Yeah. No Oh, idea. no. I was no like, idea. because we're doing 28 Days Later, do you need me no to explain no, why we what, paired no, this no, beer? No, that's what I was saying. <laughs> why, why the beer's name, I have considering n- how good of a match it is for the movie. Yeah, no, yeah. I have no idea why they named this beer After People, but. These cans were a very bad idea. <laughs> oh, Juan and I are okay, like you guys can each peel off one more sticker and then you're cut off until we're oh, done recording. Okay, cool. okay, here we go. We gotta make a count. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like ripping off a band aid. Come on. There you go. Okay, now you're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Now you can have one butterfly for each nipple. 
Yeah. Juan just made his butterfly space. Oh, it says Brower East West. This yeah. is this is just I a really a cool so is that, um, sticker label uh, it's, it's idea. Man. Very awesome. Yeah. So is that how you say it, Browerish? Browerage. That's how I've been. Because there's it. like O's and U's <laughs> and W's and a J and oof, it's all over the place. I would look at it and go Browerage. That yeah. I say Browerage, but I don't know. Or it's Browery. I don't know if you maybe the yeah, J is maybe silent. Maybe the J is silent. Yeah. Uh, I should have asked Robbie before this. Mm. <laughs> right, I'd like to use a lifeline. Yeah, I don't know. And call somebody. That's all right. Here, let's see if it's in their Sometimes frequently asked Sometimes the mystery is better. Oh, I bet you it is, because that's a, you know, but that's one of those words. Yeah, how do you say the name of your brewery? It's a lot about... This is so, very... 28 days later, I've said this before, I think two or three times on different episodes, but this is one of those movies I haven't watched in quite some time now. I haven't watched it probably mm-hmm. two, three, four years since the last time. And I haven't watched it with a critical eye since 2003, which is when I think oh, I first... I actually found the review I wrote for it for uh, our old online website, which I thought was kind of funny. I was going to see if there's anything in there worth repeating. I think I watch this movie at least once, maybe twice a year. We saw it in the theater. Oh, do you? Okay. When it first came out. I remember that. Yeah. We were at the theater and saw it. uh, We went to an advanced screening. Yeah. And uh, saw it on Friday the 13th in 2003. I I only know that because it's in this review. (laughs) But uh, I really enjoyed it. Like more than I did two, three or four years ago when I looked at it because I was looking at it, you know, with a critical <laughs> eye. And there's stuff I've probably seen it ten, fifteen times, and there's stuff mm-hmm. in it that I've never seen before that I caught this time around. I enjoy the movie; uh, it's really good. But what I realized in watching it again is how, for me, it starts off really good, mm-hmm. and it does have a lull at some point. It gets it gets kind of slow. Yeah, act two, and then it, but then it ramps up near the end, and and. Uh, Goes, uh, gets more exciting again. So that, but even we were talking about it when we were watching it, and he goes, It's kind of slow right here in the middle a lot. I go, Yeah, I don't even remember that, but it is kind mm-hmm. of slow. It took a while to get through it, and then you know, so it's kind of like starts off good, starts off or ends great, and mm-hmm. the middle's not bad, but it just, I mean, sure. you gotta if that's what she said, if it's lately. like, yeah. <laughs> if it's a if it's a type of movie you usually don't go for, I go give it a chance because you're gonna have to sit through some slow stuff. And if you're in, in I mean, if you're not patient, mm-hmm. it might lose you for a second. But just give it a chance because sure. it it works out. It I mean, it has substance. I, like, I just things. yelled at Aaron during the slow part because Aaron's like, "Yeah, it's a pretty short movie." And that's longer than I remember. I was like. 40 minutes in, I'm like, this is a fucking slow burn. I'm going to kill Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I don't And then it, it ramped back up, and it was fine, but I was just like... <sighs> it's like three different movies. Yeah. And one of them is a drama. <laughs> one of them is slow. One of them's real weird. Yeah. See, no, So I it don't... goes from, like, you know, horror movie uh, to, like, a drama to, like, action movie. Yeah. To me... Nice. Uh, the first thing I noticed about the movie was kind of how it almost seemed like The Walking Dead was kind of expired. Uh, uh, was what am I looking for the word? Inspired. Inspired by the beginning of that movie because it's you know after it starts off it's, it's a guy well, in the hospital. Yeah, they both start off. Yeah, much the same and he wakes up or... and there's nothing around there and I'm like, this is just like mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, you know, um, which is a lot like Day of the Triffids. Have you seen the Day of the Triffids? No. No? Nobody? Okay. Day of the that? Triffids guy... What was what? 
It was. I heard it. It was, it was like a crack, pop, snap, oh. something in here. <laughs> Is Juan's headphone catching know. on fire? It was no. loud in my ear. Oh, it was loud on yours? Oh, I oh, don't I know. I wonder if yours did something and we just heard the I just heard feedback. A click, I heard yeah. a little click. Stand by while we put Juan's head out. But Day of the Triff is a guy wakes up in the hospital. Guy also ends up like going to the military for help and like a base that they have set up for survivors of this. And uh, then things go wrong when he gets there. So, I mean, I mean, it's a pretty common theme. It, it can be, but I do agree completely with what one's saying in that it feels very close to home for Walking Dead, at least on screen. Yeah, I don't really remember how it played out. On the comic page because I read this a long time. No, this ago. is completely screen. Uh, yeah. Well, the comic. I don't know if Robert Kirkman was inspired by Twenty. I don't know which which the timeline is here. I don't know which came first. Honestly, um, his comic book or Twenty Eight Days Later. This was two thousand two. Yeah, I know this the comic one. book yeah. was out for a long time before the AMC picked up The was Walking it? Dead. But the comic book starts out very similar. There's the police chase. Rick Grimes get shot. And the yeah. Next thing he wakes up, you know. Sometime later, okay, so very similar story. Okay. Yeah, where he's just nobody around and he has no idea what's going on. Hmm. Well, it works <laughs> to particular effectiveness in this, like more than I think I've seen, even in like the Will Smith, uh, I Am Legend or whatever. Also, kind of, I mean, obviously he didn't wake yeah. up in a hospital, but the, all those scenes of him wandering the streets that are empty of people and exactly. all that, they just reek of CGI and, like, cars taken out digitally and, like, painted, you know, matte backdrops. And, like, the whole movie just reeks of that stuff, so you never really get the vibe that this is a guy alone in a city. But, and I think some of it is the way that they shot this film, which I'm sure we'll end up talking about, but in this one, just those first two, three minutes... Of him waking up in the hospital and going outside and, you know, collecting Pepsi cans and mm-hmm. and all that stuff was so real. Well, I don't know how much CG might have been in it, but I remember reading um, a while back um, that they had very specific short windows, very specific days at like four in the morning to five in the morning, mm-hmm. which is why the lighting looks so strange because that's dusk lighting that you're, oh. or a dawn lighting that you're seeing. Where the city was the quietest, where they could actually say, "Okay, these streets for an hour are going to mm-hmm. be, you know, done for the for the filming." For this movie, yeah, for twenty eight days. Yeah, they they were able to close the street, uh, like you said, from I think it was one hour from like four a.m. to five a.m. for a couple of the streets. And I even read that they got they knew this was going to be a problem for commuters, no matter how they did it or or what. But they got clearance through the police. They did all those things, but that they actually hired extremely attractive females to go and deliver this message both to sell it to the police and then also on scene to go (laughs) and like be at the roadblocks talking to drivers who were pissed off and they said it was like perfect like clockwork like everyone's just like oh it's fine oh it's totally fine oh it's super fine versus some construction guy with a with a stop sign well sure which is like so (laughs) bad it's so fucked up that it's great because it, it worked flawlessly and they got away with the whole thing you know we're seeing that kind of thing happen over here at like the dutch brothers line when you're in your car and you go up to the dutch brothers and they yeah. got that cute girl outside with the little tablet taking your order but not really taking your order but sort of taking your what order what's she really doing is she's your order? taking your order yeah but you know she's doing it your car but you, you still gotta Tell us more you still gotta wait to get up there and, and that's, then your that's drink appeasing is, your but then your drink is ready for you 
Yeah. yeah. It's appeasing but, your, you know. But I guess what what you're saying kind of is that it could be an electronic box, like McDonald's. It would work exactly the yeah. same. You would still pull up the window and have your drink ready, but this way it's just <laughs> this way it has a pretty girl. You're not going to have your shit ready at McDonald's when you get there. Come on. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. No. No, you're going to wait for a while. Yeah. Or it's not going to be cooked. At least the one right around here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, pseudo-zombie movie, and this was a, a how I described it before, is that this is a pseudo-zombie film because it's... It's about the end of mankind falling mm-hmm. into a, a basically a virus, you know, at at some level, and then we find out more about it as we go. But, um, not not zombies or zombies. What it's do zombies. you guys say? It's zombies. So you're on the zombie page. I'm on the I zombie think there. Well, it might be a subgenre of it, but it is a zombie classified movie. If you're going to say what type of genre is this, it's a zombie movie. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think it's kind of a hybrid of a plague movie and a. In a sure. zombie movie. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, they're not out eating mm-hmm. brains. Mm-hmm. They're infected with a rage. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they're dead. They're not human, you know, alive anymore. But uh, yeah. it's more of to do with infection, I think, myself. So Okay. Because um, this is a battle. I mean, the, like, horror yeah. fans, like, rip I think it's right both. down the middle on this. I think you could call it both. Okay. Well, but at the same time... The director has got zombie all throughout the script and everything yeah. on his part. So, I mean, he's describing it as a zombie. Oh, I see. He's using the well, term and zombie. And if you, if you classify it as a zombie movie, mm-hmm. then it's like a revolutionary zombie movie because nobody ever had fast-moving, well, intense zombies. Yeah. And that started... That whole thing, because it, it mm-hmm. sparked a lot of other movies like where exactly where yeah. your zombies got to move fast now, you know. Yeah. Yes and no, because there were faster zombies in Romero's original. They weren't all shambling. The one that Barbara encounters at the beginning, mm-hmm. he runs after the car. But it's kind of—I mean—it's a stumble run. It's, I mean, yeah. right, right. But I'm just saying, there's, yeah, it there, had been explored, right? And the virus angles all the way back to Vincent Price with Last Man on Earth. Yeah, um, where this this story was told as a virus mm-hmm. story, um, and strange mutated you know individuals affected sure. by this zombie uh, plague or this virus plague too. So I mean, it's not new. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been in our in our media. For well, these long. these zombies go so fast that they <laughs> hired athletes mm-hmm. because he said, "I want the zombies to be doing things that not even a normal person could do." Like any guy that just mm-hmm. caught this virus, like I want it to be so over the top to show the the actual like plague driven. Oh, it makes it. it so much more terrifying. Oh, it's crazy terrifying. Yeah, like the one at the like the one when they well the group gets to where their destination they're trying to head to, mm-hmm. and near the end the one that's kind of tied up and some of that that one's awesome. It's got his like reddish eyes, yeah. and he's just all creepy and raging, tied up. And it was a I cool mean, flip to Bub, yeah. where we see in uh, Day of the Dead, we mm-hmm. see you know Bub mm-hmm. introduced that they've got this zombie, and they're kind of testing with him and poking fun at him, and you know they're seeing if you can remember how to shoot a gun or listen to a Walkman and all that crap. Uh, but he's slow and kind of mm-hmm. you know stunted, mm-hmm. zombie dumb, you know. Uh, and this one, they also have that same guy chained up, but. It's it's just like a rabid. Monster. No, it's like he wants to get at you, and you yeah. can't. You know, and it's a really cool spin on that because it 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 he's keeping him there to see how long it takes for him to basically devour himself from mm-hmm. inside out, yeah, and actually expire. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you know, he has, this thing has been around for 
weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. It was no, longer. 20 days. Well, 20 and, days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The movie... Uh, and well, we don't know how long <laughs> he's been around right. because it took 15 days, they say, for the collapse of that mm-hmm. particular society. Yeah. So... Well, so you've got this thing that's not eating or anything, and they're like, oh, okay, so so is it dead? Is it, or, you know, what is it? It's, you know. I feel like that puts it more in the virus camp. Oh, like, it's definitely yeah, more of the infection is, you know, you're watching this progression of this essentially a disease. Mm-hmm. Rather than like with zombies, <laughs> zombies will just continue to just mill around and do their thing. Mm-hmm. But these ones, these ones have an expiration date sure. because they get, they get progressively worse. And we get to see that with him. And you see that with, you know, all the all of them that are just kind of like half dead and like decomposing on the side of the road. Yeah, towards the end, we see that they're wasting away. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. wasting away because it, it feels like it's one of those diseases that kind of attacks, you know, they basically have this surge of adrenaline mm-hmm. and they are just well, going and going and going and going. And it just basically burns out their system. Yeah. And they eventually. Well, and that's the thing that has caused the huge split is that they're not dead. No, yeah, they're not. They're, they're all alive. The they're whole infected, time. Mm-hmm. and at the end, the ones we see wasting a day are—they're starving to death because they mm-hmm. were alive, and they've yeah. now gone three weeks without food. Exactly, uh, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is at that point that we're seeing. Um, I say zombie though, still a hundred percent for me because you can have a vampire movie where it's a curse that turned him into a vampire. You can have a vampire movie where it was like a gypsy curse or a vampire movie where it was cursed by like God for blaspheming. You can have a vampire movie where it's a plague of blood, you know, and it's a virus transmitted, but they're all vampires. So in that way, I still, even though they're alive, to me, I'm in the zombie camp. They just have a different origin. Yeah, it's, right, exactly. It's a different uh, a different vehicle from which to tell the same, so, yeah. a, you know, crazed end of the mm-hmm. world infected because does anyone remember what the zombies movie? were in the first night of the living dead like what they actually are as written in the script and you only get it for a brief yeah, short second on the radio infected by a meteor yeah it, was it something like yeah that, it was right? a, mm-hmm. either a space rock or a space station that was out in space fell to earth and brought some kind of dust with it and that dust mm-hmm. just made the dead come back to life so yeah, I mean they've had a weird origin ever since. Yeah, but so as a yeah, so for me, yeah, it definitely falls in the zombie. Like if if you're saying, hey, is this a slasher film? Is this a monster movie? Is a, this is a zombie movie? Well, yeah. and for me, the in watching this movie, it's supposed to be a zombie you know, type horror movie, and there's supposed to be there's your evil right there that you're trying to get away from. For me, they weren't the evil for me in the movie. It's the people at the end of the movie yeah. where the whole thing for me, I was like, that's right there. Yeah. That's where my rage went to when watching this movie mm-hmm. at the end. You know, even the first time I watched it was like, you know what? I forget all about the zombies. These, yep. these creeps here who lure people by false pretense. And the movie gonna... flips directly on it top of itself does. at the end. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit more exactly. when we get to the end. But... but I liked how it just kind of, for me, just it just when I watched it, it turned. And it did the same reaction again, watching it, going back and watching it again. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That's right. This has happened. I go, I'm going to forget all about these zombies. I'm going to be like, I don't care about the zombies. I go, yep. you got to deal with these people. You know, so um, in that way, I liked that part of the movie. I like that part. Sure. I like that. Well, that it's so true because when you look at any zombie movie, it's um, always have the, always has that social commentary. It's like it's not really about these dead, sure. dead things. Yeah. It's about humanity and how terrible they become mm-hmm. when 
with all of yeah. their creature comforts are gone. And it's kind of that post-apocalyptic society, sure. kind of how mankind can't. <laughs> I would like to know what the shit. fuck Peta was thinking. Whoever these people were at the very beginning, because at the very beginning of the movie doesn't start off with dude in a in a hospital. It starts no, off it starts with off these, twelve monkeys. It starts off with yeah. monkeys. Yeah. I tell you, they not go a good in, thing. testing on the monkeys. <laughs> they go into this laboratory that has these monkeys that are being like. First of all, clockwork oranged yep. to televisions showing of violence, violence and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And then they're getting, you know, injected with some sort of chemical or whatever it is they're doing. Then these fucking PETA dudes show up. Mm-hmm. And there's only, first of all, you got you to gotta assume this might be some kind of like guarded facility. But they get mm-hmm. in just no problem. Sure. And there's only one scientist there. The scientist is like, you don't want to do this. These things are infected terribly. And they're like... Oh, we're just going to let him free. Yeah. With no apparent well, plan. stupid. Sure. It's like, <laughs> to be quite honest, when the guy though, tells you, hey, don't let him out, they're infected. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to be is like, oh, fuck. Well, this is mirrored in today's society. Literally, last week, and mm-hmm. I didn't even think of this till right this second, I read a news story online about these two teenage, like, wannabe activists that were like, fuck this nonsense, and they went to some farmer's house and let all his rabbits out. Of his cages. His rabbits. He's a farmer. Mm-hmm. These are not test mm-hmm. rabbits. These are not rabbits that are going to yeah. be sold for their feet yeah. or some dumb shit. He's a farmer. He has rabbits. And yeah. they were like, fuck you, buddy. And they went and let all his rabbits out, like, pretty much into his yard. Yeah. Which is a farm. Yeah. So they got arrested, as mm-hmm. they fucking should. Yeah. So these things don't often, or I was going to say, these things don't always happen by someone who has a real discerning voice <laughs> no. and, and something to back it up. Now, there are people that are righteously furious about some of the things that of happen course, to animals and, and some of those people go too far and do some crazy things too. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, not these kids in this movie. No, it was, it was crazy <laughs> and they saw the evidence. They saw the craziness going on but they're like, whatever, let's just open all the cages and... Yeah. No, she opens the one and that fucking chimp's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And she gets hers and she turns uh, it. And the thing I like about this is that a lot of the movies, when you get the bite or you get attacked, it takes a little bit of time to mm-hmm. get infected. You know, you get a little bit. Sure. It's immediate. Like, with these oh, ones yeah. here, it's just like, as soon as you get that blood on you or that bite, it's like within seconds, it's like, ah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, yep. yeah. You knew you were watching it's, something. Yeah. No, it's an yeah. adrenaline it's shot, basically. And oh, it's yeah. just no, no more so than... The scene where the dad gets the little drop of blood. Oh, I know. That, to me, is the best scene of the whole movie. Yeah. Absolutely. It just crushes your soul. It does, actually. It's. Yeah. And that's right. That's how basically that kind of slow second Mm -hmm. act ends. And that sucks you right back into, like, ah, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. I thought we were heading somewhere good. Which is why Mm -hmm. I love those slow burn moments. Mm -hmm. Because done right, it it builds the character, it builds the relationship that you're going to have with these people. And then inevitably, you know, well, to your point, that's true. Like you needed butt. the slow part to make these people gel together yeah. and to care yeah, about each other. Actually, that's the thing. Is like you got a group of, you know, you got a dad and his daughter, and then you got yeah. these other two that you're out and about with, um, who just met, who barely know each other, but mm-hmm. they're, you know, took the voyage together. Yeah. Somehow they have to, you know, connect. You know, and and you see little parts of it later on in the movie where they're actually. You know, spending time mm-hmm. as a family together. You know, they, you can tell they're getting close and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes you just think, you know, like, okay, cool. They've got... Because just earlier you know? to that, and, that, and this was kind of like the nice uh, juxtaposition, is that mm-hmm. just earlier, um, the gal had another partner, and she just brutally just mm-hmm. murdered him because yep. he had the hint of a 
of a yeah. cut and an infection. Yeah. So oh, you're yeah. like, no matter how long you're traveling with somebody, man, you live in a world now where some of these people will just mm -hmm. take a fucking machete to yeah. you. One of the most brutal killings I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You know, And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, these two people are now involved with a father and daughter. And you're like, holy mm -hmm. shit, what's, what's happening? My favorite part of the movie is when they all go off and they get the car and they go to that grocery store, suck up on the supplies, and they find uh, that outside area that they camp overnight mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just like... Oh, I thought they, you were going to say that the moment, of scotch. No, there's, yeah. there's nothing going on. It's slow, but it's sure. like they get to enjoy yeah. what a, life a they have. Day. A normal day. A normal day from running and hiding and yeah. starving and whatnot. And they're out in the fire and camping and sleeping and whatnot. You well, know, and, and it's crazy that for a lot of this movie, there's only four characters. Yeah. There's yeah. dad, daughter, and then our two kind of yeah. main characters. And somehow in those four characters, they managed to catch all the like archetypes of what someone would be in the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. There's like yep. the protector, the protector dad. That's mm -hmm. just like I have fortified my mm -hmm. spot. My daughter will not die in this world. I'll protect her at all costs. We're never leaving. We're not moving. I go out every day for supplies. I've set booby traps everywhere. So he's super protector. Then there's the daughter who's completely naive, knows nothing mm -hmm. about what's going on out there. Just hides in the apartment all day. You know kind of mm -hmm. is just operating on instruction of dad like when she went open the door for obvious other survivors um mm -hmm. then you've got the the vicious person yeah, that's she's, just over it she's seen everything yeah. you can yeah, see exactly and she's she like does what needs surviving to be done her own. Exactly. Exactly. nobody else does. yeah well because she's Which, been there since day one yeah. while the other guy has been in a hospital bed who knew how long he'd been exactly. you know out and wakes up so she's and been then there since him. yeah the newcomer yeah. We, we get to see a guy who's experiencing which, all this with fresh eyes. So I thought that was which really cool. Which ends up turning out to be, he trans, you see him transformed into the protector near the end because he's kind of all kind of forced to, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The new guy also is quite quite a, a voyeur as well. The new, oh, the guy that just yeah, he's, yeah he's, our main character. Yeah, the director must have liked him a lot because they showed him nude numerous times. Yeah, he has many scenes of nudity. Are and you the upset rest, that there was more wiener than he booty? doesn't have a shirt? Just saying, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, you know his counterpart share the share the burden. <laughs> share the burden. <laughs> so who we're talking about is Cillian Murphy, mm -hmm. who I think most people would know from either Inception or Batman Begins and Dark Knight as yeah, the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. ah, that's right. Yeah. He's also yeah. in a movie. That's why he looks for me. I spent the whole time like staring at him, like I know him from something. Yeah. He's also in a movie called Red Eye, yeah. um, with uh, Wait, Rachel McAdams, mm -hmm. which. Uh, is a pretty cool, Not intense kind of movie, movie actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's uh, cool. Yeah, also, Sunshine. He was in Sunshine, which is a really good sci-fi. Huh. Um, but he's done quite a bit of work. But that, that kind of get him Who connection. Oh no, oh, I, I am no. not. I am not even. I'm not going to say it. Whatever you brought it up, man. I'm not so gonna now say it's, it, but now I can, it's open I game. can see him crowding the mic. He's like, "Well, here I come." I'm mm -hmm. wait. Yeah, Eggleston. That's right. Yeah, Doctor. Nobody's going to know. What you're yeah, nobody about. knows what that is. I already don't know, and I even knew there was a connection. But is that who that was? So it's just funny though. Out of all these podcasts, how many times the Doctor Who comes up? Because Peter, well, what was it? Pete Worth. Uh, what's the guy from uh, Wolf Brotherhood of the Wolves or whatever? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like that guy? Uh, I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. It's because it's, there's 900 seasons and they change just, the cast every season. How could there not be connections to everything? I refuse That's to accurate. let it just be dismissed in, such a, in no, such a way. What I was going to say is because it's a worldwide phenomenon. 
It is. Yeah. Doctor Who has fans in every corner of the world. It's fucking huge. It's sort of soccer, but it's does everybody good watch it? or worth watching? I'm just <laughs> saying it's a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, and then Naomi Harris is our kind of vicious survivor that she has seen it all badass. and handles shit. That's Jeez, Selena. Yeah. Uh, she mm-hmm. is from Bond movies. Uh huh. She's a Bond she movie. She was in Skyfall and Spectre. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And also oh. something before uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbeans that I didn't watch. Yeah. I only watched the first yeah. two. She wouldn't, was like, she wouldn't necessarily be from the Bond movies because it <coughs> predated the Bonds, didn't it? I suppose. So. What? But I guess so. that's what you would know her from. If, yeah. If you saw her nowadays. I don't know, because I don't. I know her from this. <laughs> and I've seen yeah, those me movies. Too. So yeah. I'm like, hey. uh, Brendan Gleeson is the name of our dad, Frank. Uh, he is Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter. Oh, okay. huh. He is the Harry yeah, Potter so guy. I'm like, I've seen, I kept looking. And like, he, I has, like he's yeah, he has a lot of stuff he's he's done, too. He's, he's like, oh, he, yeah. You see his face, and you're like, I know him from Well, somewhere. he was in The yeah. Raven, yeah. and mm-hmm. he was in a movie that I absolutely mm-hmm. love and that we were watching at Jody's house the other night, and it's Deanne, my wife's one of her uh, favorite movies to rewatch Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise sci-fi super good movie she's in that as well or he's in that as well hmm. and then there's young Hannah Megan Burns who did this in 2002 and then nothing until like a year ago she was in a short film hmm. huh. so hmm. she must have been all like yeah not that great mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I don't know but yeah pretty limited cast there's some more guys that are introduced at the end of the film mm-hmm. uh, that we know from a thousand things but I didn't look into yeah, them because no, they, they're, they're, they're the just the goes, asshole military guys that yeah. are there for quick virus cannon fodder sure. which I think we should cut right to yeah. and talk about because the ending is really like the meat of this movie and we're not yes. going to like spoil anything through all of this but uh, our survivors after surviving for a while getting to know each other making some tough decisions about do we leave town do we not leave town when they hear some radio transmissions from the military um, finally get there and find out that it's not what they mm-hmm. thought it was going to be I again having seen this movie like a bunch of times never realized that that it hasn't clicked and stayed with me that that was premeditated on the military guys' parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it they, was a plan. They set a trap. <clears throat> For some reason, I always saw it as, oh, the survivors showed up, and then they were like, oh, hey, look, and they brought some ladies. Mm-hmm. And then things just went wrong. Nope. But, yeah. No, he promises men women. That's mm-hmm. fucking disgusting first off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the the first real horrifying moment of the film. No, it and is. It's all the it's way like, at the end. Because yeah. and you're like, they're oh, there shit. taking care of them, and they're like, oh, no, we're glad you're here, blah, 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 we'll take care of you, you know, this is how we do things, they get a zombie attack, and they're all doing it, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, okay, and then all of a sudden, it just turns creepy. Yeah. It takes one of them to start being creepy, and then uh, after the battle, and even the main guy stops him and whatnot when he's mm-hmm. fighting with the other guy, and then you're like, okay, that's cool, there's going to be one creep out of this thing, and then once it's revealed that mm-hmm. it was on purpose... And they're all creeps. Well, what, I, a... what I liked about that. So first of all, I didn't really care for the the final act. Oh. It it took it in a direction that was like ah, I'm really I'm really okay. I'm really engaged with this virus zombie end of the world surviving mm-hmm. thing. So it took it in a different direction that I didn't hundred percent care for. But what I did like about it is that when they did get there and they started introducing the characters, they did a really good job, in my opinion, of uh, relaying that these military men already have a lot of history and they've already gone through a lot of things and that there are certain tensions and certain expectations and deceptions and 
you know, because they're not on a military base. No, it's not like it's some sanctuary thing. They, 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 they like took over they, a mansion. They took over yeah. Harvard or some shit. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's a fancy mansion because yeah. the yeah. lady of the house had clothing that they stole, and they just moved yeah. in and were like, yeah. "Hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna live here now." And I, what I like is in the corner of one of the rooms is like a stack of VCRs mm-hmm. and like a stack of TVs mm-hmm. and a stack. So I mean, these are they've your, been looting. These are your stereotypical idiots that yeah went looting and stole all this shit and robbed trucks and all, that, all of which is completely fucking pointless when there's no electricity. <laughs> <laughs> basically no world anymore but it, it just those things in the background of the room spoke volumes about how poorly they're handling the apocalypse yeah and they really they really gave me a good impression um a good sense that there was there was going ons already there was history and there was a backstory here that they didn't need to really spell out they gave you a couple of good points mm-hmm. and then all these like subtle tensions and things that you saw uh, you know, in the backdrop, we're yeah. like, ah, okay. There's one nice guy that catches flack from all the assholes. Yeah, exactly. There's one guy that's like a complete moron follower who hasn't determined whether he's a nice guy or not yet because uh, he's just kind of too much of a moron. Mm-hmm. There's an obvious asshole. Uh-huh. And then there's just a bunch of like military jock dudes. And then there's like the one smart person, which is the guy controlling them, mm-hmm. who has just decided to make mm-hmm. terrible fucking decisions yeah. to keep his merry band of assholes mm-hmm. together. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's how, the real monster. How much fuzzy women? Did little yeah. girl, how much fuzzy little girl? <laughs> oh yeah. He's not even willing to pay. Yeah. He's just going to take it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I like that. Yeah. You spend this whole movie watching them run from scarier zombies than we have seen up to this point. Mm-hmm. And also we would be remiss to not at least throw a quick mention again to Romero for the crazies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was also virus based and also very arguably a zombie ish film. So, I, I, once again, it's just proof that he kind of did all of this before anybody else. <laughs> like, yeah, he kind of kind of really brought it, brought what was s- sort of seeded. Yeah, really up to full bloom. Mm-hmm. They did, and in the remake with uh, Ving Ramis, Ving Ramis. Rames, Rames, Rames. Mm-hmm. and um, oh god, what's her name? Sure. Polly something. Sure. They introduced um, fast zombies in that, which was brought that whole remake of oh Donna, like, Donna the, the Dead, Dawn, yeah. oh, a little uh, bit more terrifying as well. Because mm-hmm. like, which oh, was also after this, but yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it worked well. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite horror remakes. Remake. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> and I always love love the ideas that there would be fast zombies because if you die. You're haven't gone through rigor mortis yet, much like in Return of the Living Dead. They describe, oh, rigor mortis mm. was taking these guys down. Yeah, you wouldn't have gone through rigor mortis yet. So, for, so if a zombie virus or plague or whatever happened, probably the first forty-eight hours mm-hmm. would be probably the most deadliest. Which is why the lands get just devastated so quickly sure. because you got fast zombies at that point. Mm-hmm. Their bodies hasn't frozen up, rigor mortis hasn't set in, muscles haven't torn down after rigor mortis. That would then hence create the more lumbering, sloppy zombies because mm-hmm. now their muscle tissues are destroyed, bones might be broken, things like that. After your first forty-eight hours of, yeah, you know the crescendo. That would be cool to see a kind of, yeah, advancement of the zombies starting fast, becoming slow. That would be kind of a yeah, because cool it makes sense see. if you're taking you know physiology into. What I would like to see somebody tackle that, to my knowledge, has not been done is. Every zombie film, show, everything, whatever, starts with zombies already here. With the exception of something like Fear the Walking Dead, but that, I, yeah. I couldn't even watch that show. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that did with it. But I would like to see the fact that if there was a zombie plague or a 
contagion plague uh, that turned people like zombies or whatever it happened to be. If something like that did happen, the amount of people that died from those zombies or that plague, I would like to see where that number falls in the amount of people that die from the fucking civil unrest and the asshole people hunting for supplies and loot and all that kind of shit happens. Somebody needs to explore that territory to show the zombies slowly rising and taking over everything at the same time that panic and mercenaryism and panic... I said panic. At the same time that that is causing humans to start becoming monsters, I would like to see that rise at the same time and then turn into the apocalypse. I, it always seems like we're mm-hmm. after one or the other. Yeah, and I, I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking back to like some old movies, which I can't recall the names of them, but they all feel like they're Mad Max, mm-hmm. like apocalyptic. Like, okay, here are the little settlements of yeah. humans that have banded together and that are fighting off mm-hmm. like all of the atrocities that happened 10 20 30 years ago sure and so i, I or you're right it's, even it, something it like, like book, of, into that. book of eli or the road yeah two movies i absolutely adore both of those you still start after right in the middle mm-hmm. you never get to see that rise and i think in a zombie movie especially it would be really interesting to see a cast of characters at the same time bouncing off all sides of the chaos that occurs. I suppose probably the closest thing that would follow that kind of thing is like the original Planet of the Apes as it goes through all of the different... Yeah, especially as we go through sequels and stuff, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think they're very cool. You can have that, Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think that's why I actually like this one is because we kind of do find out in that last, you know, in the third act that the zombies aren't the scariest thing out there. Mm -mm. Piece of shit humans are. Yeah. And I think that reality is way scarier to me. And I think that totally sells this movie better than, mm-hmm. oh, it's just another fucking zombie movie and they're infected and they got to run. And it's just all about running and running and running. Instead, it's, you know, it's about kind of these, just kind of mankind and how they can turn and turn on each other mm-hmm. and how you can't trust people and well, you lose that stability and everything just kind of falls apart. That's yeah. Exactly what happens in The Walking Dead. It's like uh, uh, after, Dead. Uh, after <laughs> you know, you know, once you get through your first few seasons, it's mm-hmm. you forget about the zombies for the most part. You, yeah. it's it's other human life that sure. turns. Yeah, it's about the folly exactly. of exactly. Well, and I think Mankind that's why we have falling in apart. this film. I think that's why we have that really slow second act. Mm-hmm. It's to show us that you could mm-hmm. get a group of decent people together. And they could forage for food and supplies together. Although, I have to tell you how mad that grocery store scene makes me. <laughs> I get fucking livid every time it comes on. And even last night, I kept because telling Because, like, it hasn't comes, been ransacked at all? Yeah. I know, it's yeah. 100% fine. Untouched. Whereas, literally, on the drive to mm-hmm. that, you're looking out the window at, like, burning piles of bodies in the yeah. street with bulldozers that have mm-hmm. amassed them all into the... Anyway, so they find the one very, grocery store that's never been touched. It's very off, but with yeah, fresh yeah. produce in it still. Well, which are supposed to be like irradiated apples or right. like wax apples that have like spray on them or something. Because there was tons of molded fruit yeah. also, and then like one thing of apples that was. Good. Anyway, that seems. But it, the way that they could show them living in peace and helping each other, and then like Juan was talking about going off to this really nice day in a field by a, a river, and there's some wild animals wandering around. So, shows you what you kind of hope would happen. Mm-hmm. That people would band together and help mm-hmm. each other, and then all that is just fucking taken from you. All right, well, let's take a, let's, let's go around the table here. Okay. Speaking of hope, speaking of like 
how people turn. Zombie apocalypse happens to us. Yeah. What kind of person do you think you would be? I would you... eat one right off the bat. <laughs> you got a lot of meat on me. It's be the last Mexican food you'll ever have. <laughs> so would you be the one that's like, I trust no one. These people here are are it. They, for whatever mm-hmm. whatever the history is, these are the ones. These 10 people, 12 people, whatever. Anybody that tries to come towards me, I instantly kill. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to put that unknown factor of bringing somebody new into the world. Or would you be like, nah, man, we're stronger as a village. We have to bring in different people, different talents. We should have checks and balances. I mean, where do you think you would fall? I would be both of those things. Mm -hmm. I would try to find a group of people. I would try to work hard together with them to create more. I would try to, you know, start forward thinking to plants and, you know, food and water and all that kind of fun stuff. And the second someone threatened it, I'd pop them in the head immediately. So, so very immediate, short leash, short leash, very strict. Mm -hmm. You would have to be, I believe, for a certain amount of time. And then, as that happened, and enough people gathered and enough strength and defense was applied, then people could start to choose who they wanted to pal with. And you could start forming, you know, like we see in The Walking Dead, the little separate municipalities. Mm -hmm. But in mine, Mm -hmm. it's all in. And the second you threaten that, you're done. Yeah, your zombie food. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I know, I know you about fascinated you. about this endlessly there, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like mine would be somewhat similar. I mean, I think I would pack up guns and ammo and get the hell out of the cities as fast as I could. And, I mean, country kid. I'd get out to the ranch and hunker down and start, you know, prepping, essentially. Uh-huh. You know, whether I have a small group or a large group with me, you know, I'd kind of... Kind of like with Aaron, you know, you judge people as you as you come across them. But I'd have no problem kicking people out of my little shit. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I would probably go more survival mode than build a, build a compound mode. Yeah. I would just get the hell away from everyone and get my own thing going. And, and kind of try to protect the borders. Yeah. Juan's going to get in. Huh? <laughs> no, exactly. Juan's coming in. What about you? What kind of uh, afterlife overlord would you be? I would like to say I would be along those lines also, but knowing myself, um, until I'm put in a situation, I don't know. Because in my life, I don't know. Unless you're put in a situation, you know, I could change in a dime, honestly, to be honest with you. It's like anyone tells you when you're like, do you ever think you could shoot somebody that came into your house? How would you feel? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But when I'm forced to do it, how would I feel? I don't know. Yeah. I may have remorse. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know, I'm going to defend myself before somebody else or my mm-hmm. family. But, I mean, I can't just say I'm not going to have feelings on it or something like that. You know? So oh, I don't yeah, know. No, I don't when know. I'm confronted by something or, or a situation, I know how I want to say. Mm-hmm. But until it actually happens to me. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Whatever decision I make is going to happen like that. Like yeah. it's not going to be like, let me assess this real quick and do it. It's just going to happen. And like the ones to... that just like find a hidey hole and they're exactly. like, oh, yeah. Trying to eat a can of beans. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I ain't eating beans all day. I don't have meat. He's not allowed to eat beans all day. Ever. <laughs> In any apocalyptic <laughs> scenario, I do not care. I, I will hunt. <laughs> To see Juan out there with a hunting party and a bunch of walkers yeah. coming by, and he's like, <laughs> "That makes sense." I wouldn't like in that situation. I would say, I mean, honestly, I would not. 
it would be very hard to trust somebody mm-hmm. yeah that you don't know mm-hmm. and for the simple fact of all these fucking movies there's always somebody that fucking encroaches on you. So, and that's yeah. what I'd be stuck in there, honestly. Sure, yeah. All these shows and movies you see. I mean, yeah. if it were to happen tomorrow, that's going to be in your head. It's like, yeah. well, fuck, man. You, you don't know? even need movies. Just look at our history. I was going to say, I don't real necessarily life. think. Yeah, movie, I feel like real life makes we me trust people less. We are a people less. of conquerors from mm-hmm. dawn of time, man. Mm-hmm. We go for land and power. And you just got to know that that hasn't changed. Yeah. You know? No, it hasn't at all. Look what happened in, what, the 70s when the lights went out in uh, freaking New York City mm. on, like, yeah. a 30-block radius. And the lights went out for, like, 24 to 36 hours was all it was. And the amount of, like, looting and deaths and fucking just general violence and mayhem that yeah. occurred in that short period of time is insane. Ludicrous. That's that's why I wouldn't trust groups. Any If I had my, my established um, situation, uh, individuals, perhaps. Groups? fucking take them out yeah take them out you would want to make a tight-knit small group maybe of individuals that you had some kind of a say over Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that i would be heartless or able to deal with all this emotionally because that's not me oh yeah no no. i mean but i am very pragmatic so i would make the pragmatic decisions and then hope that i could survive the fallout of that yeah i think there's a romance to the apocalypse that everybody that's total horseshit. Yeah, they, yeah people exactly, latch onto right. and they're like, you know, I'd build, yeah. I'd build a fortress and you know, I'd blah blah blah. There's just sort of this romanticism of last man standing and, and well, a whatever, large but. amount of why I would want a group is that I don't have the skills mm-hmm. to do seventy five percent of the things no. that I would want to do. I have weird. Skills. So for that, I would need <laughs> other people for sure. You know, but yeah. whatever skills I did have, I mean, we could brew some beer. Yeah. See, I had that grandpa that was always like, shit's going to hit the fan eventually. He's like, you always keep a full tank of gas. Shit hits the fan, you get up to the ranch. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And, I mean, to be quite He's not wrong. That's the guy that would stand the best chance. Yeah. You know, so. Like, he taught me some weird things that would come in randomly handy in the apocalypse. Sure. Well, like in my house, I have um, any number of firearms in seven, six different places. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because you can't remember where you put them down. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of. I yeah. don't do quite that bad, but I would need a lot of weapons. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guns at the ranch. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is in a an actual like any survival circumstance that isn't zombies or civil unrest, the firearm is going to play a pretty small role. That's probably going to be yeah. relegated to simply defense. Hunting. Should it ever happen? And then hunting. Yeah, getting yeah. yourself a deer no, down there. Food. So, yeah, even these guys that are all like, you know, running around in their, their friggin' ballistic vest and all this kind of shit, you know, like, I'm practicing for that. I'm like, sure you are. Yeah. Whatever. If you really wanted to practice for it, go learn how to make bread. Like, I mean, honestly. Screw you guys. I'm making cupcakes. Ooh. See? This is why you need a group. (laughs) Because I can't make cupcakes. (laughs) I'm a pretty good shot. So what do you guys think of how the movie looked? Because it was a very specific choice to look this gritty and this dark. Oh, no, I loved it. And this rugged. A lot of of really cool montage camera angles. Mm -hmm. You know, very... Filmed on uh, Canon XL1s, which is a camera I used to drool and want so bad back in film school days and all that. It's like, I think back then it was like a four or $5,000 camera hmm. is all. I mean, I say is all because movie making, not for me. That was like yeah. unheard of. But um, he decided to film on those. This is one of the first films that was shot entirely on digital. Um, 
However, it wasn't because the last shot of the film they shot in 35 millimeter because it was conveying a different world. Mm. So they shot it clean. But they knew that if they shot it at a certain frame rate and they shot it on video instead of film, uh, that it would be grainy and choppy and jumpy and all of those fun things that it is that makes it so frantic and yeah, kind of off-putting. And I think that's awesome. He said he, he wanted it to film or feel like they were filming it while it was happening. While it was happening. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely wish to see more of that. I have what I call the CW effect mm. um, from the from the Warner Brothers CW channel. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you're watching television and you're like, oh, it all has this weird... Mm-hmm polished sort of look it's almost like one step away from being what soap operas look like in the middle of the day sure yeah. right and so does all the action so does all the, the 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 vocabulary and the dialogue and whatnot the joker back to that real quick is a great example of somebody taking that film style choice of film choice of media yeah. all that and saying oh this is going to take place in the late 70s early 80s it fucking looks like it yeah rubbing because the contrast the f- all weird yeah, and all that because so, yeah. of the film because of the, the way it looks that's what films looked like when you went and saw Die Hard or, you know, um, Dirty Harry or whatever. That's what the movies looked like. Not because they were trying to do that, but that's just the technology they had. And you take a genre piece, so you go back to the 70s and 80s, you make that film look like that. It sells it 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I loved it. It's a really good look. Uh, I... Mm-hmm. I was reading through IMDb, and of course, I wouldn't have known any of these things without reading that. But it it lends a certain credibility to all of his decisions. Um, movie starts off with all those images of violence, and all of those images of violence are real. Those are all things taken from war oh, footage, sure. from the news, from all those things. The only ones that weren't is he refused to put any image of an actual body being harmed or desecrated. So in the ones where you see like somebody being lit on fire or mm-hmm. like burning a stack of bodies, mm-hmm. he was like, "There's no way I'm putting." real footage of real bodies being you know yeah mm-hmm. anyway so i thought that was cool they filmed yeah, those and just spliced that. them in uh but all the rest of that that's real human atrocities that we're watching on film with that monkey i can believe that i i saw the abyss yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's out there and then there are scenes in the movie that he composed and shot and wrote into the movie because they are famous wartime or atrocity uh, event photos so like at the beginning when the gas station blows up and they all run behind a wall and they stand on the wall and all the windows blow out around them that there's a photo of that mm-hmm. taking place oh, in like i think no, I, I didn't put that together but i like see i know what photo you're Africa talking about or south africa mm-hmm. or something the scene at the very beginning where he's walking down the steps in that big london square mm-hmm. and he sees money on the stairs and he starts collecting all the money because it's you know, it's kind of funny. Like, he doesn't know that that's worthless yet. Mm-hmm. So he's just saying, there's a photo of somebody doing that, I think, in, like, Vietnam or somewhere during an, an unrest. Somebody was just like, oh, look, money, and taking it. But it had no value at that time. Mm. So there's at least four, five, six, seven, eight shots like that that were taken straight out of these images of real-life human horrors, I guess, that he put into this fictional, you know zombie apocalypse horror and it's weird because all of those moments are striking and you remember all those moments so then when you after the film go back and go oh shit all that shit happened in real life without the zombie apocalypse you're oh, yeah. like oh. <laughs> i mean you really could take a movie and and just watch history and say i'm gonna make a you know sure. a horror movie based on this mm-hmm. i'm mean, like the babadook or like the joker or i mean any of those things that have taken actual events and said we're gonna tell a story 
about mental health, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to put it in this fantastical world. Yeah. S solid foundation. It's pretty wild. Caught a lot of flack for the scene at the beginning um, with the walls where survivors have left yeah, notes yeah, yeah. for mm -hmm. other survivors, mm -hmm. uh, which at least those of us in the West, well, I'm sure the whole world pretty much saw those images, but for us, it's burned in our minds from 9-11 yep. uh, when those mm -hmm. things actually appeared. Ones, yeah. So yeah. people got really upset because this movie came out in 2002. Oh. So literally four months, five months, I think, after uh, we saw those things on the street for real life, here's this movie using it as a plot device, and people were very upset about it until they... Well, I don't think most people realize, but he filmed all that long before 9-11 happened. Exactly. Yeah. He filmed it like eight months before 9-11 happened. He got the idea because he had seen that, mm -hmm. I think, also in Vietnam um, from wartime photos and things. Yeah. And it just was prophetic. So that's kind of crazy, too, that he had shots in this movie that were of atrocities that hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, no matter, you just throw a dart, man. Yeah. And yeah, throw a dart and someone's going to get pissed off at something. Something's mm -hmm. going to happen. You, you, you're going to land on some kind of bullshit that happened mm -hmm. in, our, in, yeah. our, in our world or mm -hmm. is happening now or has happened. So That scene, I, I think it's the one in the park where they're kind of having a good time and they're celebrating mm -hmm. and they're sharing that whiskey, which was, what, a Lovelin? Uh, I wrote it down, but oh, I want to go back and look now. I don't remember. A, what he oh, I have the note. It's a Lavalin. Like Am I even saying that right? Like a moon? No. Yeah, the, I, I don't fucking drink whiskey. I don't know. It's I'm scotch. Trying to help. Out. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be scotch. It's a single malt there, Aaron. Oh, but actually, yeah, I don't. I didn't catch what he grabbed. No. Anyway, I wrote it down. It's not important. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that is. scene where they're whiskey. where they're drinking that, and they're celebrating, and they're having a good time, and and all that kind of stuff. They were filming that on 9/11, though. Oh, really? Yeah, that scene was being filmed on 9-11. Um, and I was watching an extra feature or a YouTube thing or something years ago where they were all talking about like how difficult that was. That Here, let's were, play oh, happy. Well, that they're filming this like celebratory scene, yay, about like this you know end of the world movie, and then we're going through what we're going through. So, yeah, uh, it's weird when reality meets art. It, oh, yeah. it adds a whole other vibe to it. Well, there was a number of movies that. Um got changed because of that. I mean, fuck some of the promo posters for Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man Spider yeah. got mm -hmm. changed up because he was That's right. stopping a helicopter with his webs between the two towers. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. just insane. Hmm. Or, or something like that. Something like that. Anyway, um, I mean, it's one of those sol those films that are solid that, that does the genre good, that really drives it and promotes yeah. even even stronger I absolutely agree with that um, it's nice that we have this on record too because uh, it, it was kind of the first of these that brought all those certain elements together whether it's fast or the virus or the whatever because we've seen it now since then and mm -hmm. we had seen it in pieces before then so it's kind of nice to see the evolution of how we're going to get to whatever's coming down the road and I am so glad next. too because it brought us World War Z here it is well, on the that was a joke. It's part guys. of the classic. I'm sorry. Yeah, it I is. just googled it. Lagavulin. It was a classic malt series. Uh, some single malt. Anyways, he said it had a peaty aftertaste and took the fire, but leaves in the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, whiskey drinkers. Mm -hmm. And the director too. He's done a lot of things also. We didn't even oh yeah, we didn't even talk about him. Yeah, he's the director. Yeah, Danny Boyle. Yeah. Um, Train spotting, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Slumdog Millionaire, mm -hmm. which was super, super good. And something. Oh, shopping. Yeah. 
I still don't know of anybody else. I've never met another living human being that's seen the movie Shopping. I think you've mentioned it a few times I think now. it's come up. Yeah. yeah. So if you can find it, it's Sadie Frost, who's the redhead from the Dracula movie. Um, the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The one that gets the, 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 the lipstick penis, the werewolf lipstick she gets penis. The werewolfing, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's her and uh, I can't remember. Oh, who the fuck was it? Jude Law or Ewan McGregor? I don't know. It's one of those motherfuckers when they're real they, young. Do they go shopping or something? Well, it's about smash and grabs. So it's about this, like. Mm group of like kind of yeah it uh, sounds familiar robbery people that smash their car through the front of stores and then t- anyways i haven't seen it so long it might not even be as great as i remember but i've always remembered it as being an amazing mm. film uh but uh wait did he do that i think he did i don't know but he also did shallow grave which i know i've mentioned mm-hmm. on on the podcast before also which is a really cool kind of tense noirish if you've ever seen a simple plan yeah, Joe Bob Thornton. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not Joe Bob. Billy, Billy Bob Thornton. Bob Thornton. 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 Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, if you've ever seen that, simple. And Fonda. What's her name? Fonda was in that one. Jane. Jane, Jane, uh, Jane Barbara. Um, uh, Jane Fonda? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Um, Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Anyways, also, it's just like a simple plan, but better. Shallow Grave. Anyway. Yeah. The guy that wrote this, uh, Alex Gardland, did Ex Machina, which I really Loved super loved. Yeah. And then he also uh, wrote and directed Annihilation, which I haven't seen yet, but uh, Is that with Katie um, Holmes. Port- Portman. Portman, yeah, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Yeah. It's not bad. They're it's not bad. It's um yeah. It's Ooh. not bad. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll watch it. it. It looks visually like it might be worth seeing once. Yeah. I mean it has you guessing a few times, but yeah. 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 Good movie. Um Yeah, I think good beer. Mm-hmm. Good oh, super That's good beer. Good, <laughs> yeah, good movie. Let's talk it. about this yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's it for us. All right, everybody. We will catch you next time. Yep. Uh till then. Peace. Stay safe. And Juan's now peeling up. <laughs> and on that note, Juan's I'm peeling up more stickers. <laughs> Cheers. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 <laughs>